this is Pastor Daniel McGee with Connection Church in New York City. Thank you for listening to our church's weekly podcast. We hope God uses this sermon to encourage you and to increase your faith in Him. If you'd like to know more about our church, please check out our website at ConnectionNYC.com or like us on Facebook at ConnectionNYC. Grace and peace be with you. Good evening. I'm very excited to be able to share what kind of God's been putting on my heart recently. Um, We've been going through Hebrews. Um, Today we are in Hebrews looking at chapter 11, and I'll, I'll reference some verses later. But we're talking about Jesus being the better promise keeper. And I just want you to think, you don't have to raise your hand, but who here has ever broken a promise? Um, I know Colby, my daughter, tells me all the time, I won't ever do that again, Mommy. And, like, I melt into believing her because she's got this sweet little blue eyes. And I'm like, okay, she'll never do it again. And then, you know, three minutes later, she does it again. Um, but but that's, that's what we all do. We make these promises, and, and we fully intend to keep them. But we get busy, we get tired, we forget to write it down, we get distracted, and then our word is broken. But Jesus never forgets. Jesus is never too busy. Jesus is never too tired. Any excuse I've ever used, Jesus is never that. So we're going to be talking tonight about how Jesus is a better promise keeper, examples of that. Um, And specifically through Hebrews, we've been looking at some like Old Testament heroes. Um, This is kind of the chapter of faith, the hall of fame for these Israelites and the chapter outlines many of the people that the Hebrews look up to. Um, we've talked about Cain and Abel. We've talked about Abraham. And in, this, in these verses, we've got several more that we're going to look at closely. Um, but these people have been waiting for the fulfillment of God's word. And we have some great examples of how we should act while we are looking for God's promises. Um, And there's countless examples of how Jesus fulfills his promises throughout the Bible, and time and time again he fulfills his word. And we have the gift of looking back at all these times where Jesus has fulfilled his word. So today we're going to look at these four people and see how God has fulfilled the promise for them. We're going to start with Abraham's story, um, verses 17 through 19. Um, It will come up on the screen in just a minute. Um, Yeah. So by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. So Isaac is the son that God had promised And it was the fulfillment of a promise, but now it seems that God is asking Abraham to give up this promise. And we see why in verse 19 that Abraham is willing to do so. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. So the first and maybe the most important thing Jesus asks is, as we live out our faith is that we obey his word, obey his commandments. 
So that's the first point here. Abraham was confronted with the promise, his son Isaac, and then a command from God which seemed to contradict the promise that he had been given. In this conflict, though, Abraham gave us a great example of strong faith. He obeyed the command, and he let God take care of the promise. That's something I need to hear in my life all the time. I need to obey the command and let God take care of the promise. Not because if I follow the command, then Jesus is going to come through on his word. Or if I do that, then I'm going to get to go to heaven one day. It's nothing that I'm going to do, but it is a reflection of my love for him, that I do what he asks while he's taking care of the rest. We see in John 14, 15, that's what Jesus asks. If you love me, keep my commandments. It's just a true reflection of our heart whenever we really love Christ, that we are obeying the things he asks of us. So the sacrifice of Isaac, which is Abraham's promised son, was just a mere reflection of what was to come with Jesus. Abraham didn't have to physically go through with that sacrifice because he had committed to God's plans in his heart. But when Jesus came later, Jesus was the better promise keeper. He did go through with that sacrifice mentally, physically, emotionally, and he sacrificed himself as the final sacrifice. That was the final fulfillment of the promise to Adam in the garden, his promise to save us from our sins, and his promise for eternal life. And since he fulfilled the promise, he now asks that we follow his commands. So that's the first thing we're looking at. The second thing we're going to look at with his promises is that we need to trust in his promises. And trusting in his promises doesn't necessarily mean that trust that they're going to happen. We'll look at that later. But we need to trust that his promises are the right promises. Not the things we promise for ourselves, not fitting God into our five-year plan, but trusting that God will come through with what we deeply need. So we can look at Isaac in verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. So a little bit about the story of Isaac. Um, He wanted to bless Esau. Esau was the firstborn, he was the hunter, he was the manly man, he was Isaac's favorite son, it looks like from scripture. And Jacob had tricked Isaac into blessing him instead. So Isaac found out that he had blessed Jacob instead of Esau, and he trembled exceedingly. He knew, Isaac knew, whenever he found out, that he had tried to make his own plan. He had tried to box God in. He had tried to defeat God's purpose for him. Because we see in Genesis 25, 23, this is the Lord's promise to Isaac. Um, And then it says the Lord said to her, this is Jacob and Esau's mother, "Um, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. So this was his promise to Isaac, that the younger son, Jacob, would um, be served by the older son, Esau. And so he had tried to make his own plan. He had tried to bless Esau instead. But God's will always prevails. God's promises are always right. So even when Isaac didn't like what was happening, 
God's plan still came through. And just like all of Jesus' promises, those are all kept because Jesus' promises are the right promises. Are there places in your life where you've tried to make your own promises? Maybe you thought this was the best job fit for you. You interviewed, and then you found out they went in a different direction. Maybe this was the relationship that you always wanted, but then it still ended. God has promises for your life that are right. They may not be what we think is right, but his plans will prevail. Just like Isaac, we can't box God in because his plan will always be more perfect than we could ever imagine. The next verse that we're going to look at is Jacob, and it shows how we need to lean on his promises. So, um, yeah, we're going to lean on his promises, looking at verse 21 in Hebrews 11. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on top of his staff. So this is still the same Jacob from earlier. Um, God, or Isaac has blessed him, and Jacob has done so many things throughout his life. He, he was confronted by God. And he wrestled with God. So he, that's why he's walking with a staff. He has a limp at this point. And Jacob was leaning on his staff and remembering how God had blessed him and how God had come through so many times throughout his life. And so he worshiped God. It's just our natural output whenever we realize all the things God has done for us. Jacob was worshiping God demonstrating his faith and his dependence on God. So Jacob, and he was renamed Israel, was far from perfect. Um, but God's plan still included Israel or Jacob as a big part of that promise. Jacob leaned on God, and he leaned into the plans that God had for him, and God blessed him with being the father of the nation of Israel. God was able to use Jacob in this way because Jacob was leaning on him. He will always prevail. His plan will always prevail. But if we are able to be a part of that plan, it's incredible. So showing that we lean on him, we are obeying him, we're trusting in his promises, we get to be a part of his plan. And to lean on his promises, I need to know God and I need to know his promises. There's like I said before, there's hundreds of promises throughout his word. Um, he promises to be there for us, to protect us, to give us eternal life, to bring us to a heavenly home, um, to give us victory over our enemies, and so on and so on. We could go over and over all of these promises. Um, Psalms and Proverbs are a great place to start if you're wondering about God's promises. Um, but it, once you really lean into his promises, that's whenever you get to experience God's plan in your life. The last thing we're going to look at in these verses is telling other people about his promises. The last section here, verse 22, is about Joseph. He has a phenomenal story. Um, there are so many details in his life that point to his faith and point to how God's promises came through for him. 
But the writer of Hebrews chose this specific portion of Joseph's life to highlight for the Israelites, and I think for an important reason. We're looking at verse 22. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. So I want to point out this can seem really tiny. This is one verse. Um, Just a few words here. He gave instructions concerning his bones. So Joseph died, and he was never buried. His coffin laid above ground for 400 years while they were in Egypt um, until they were able to go back to God's promised land in Canaan. So even in Joseph's death, he was a silent witness all those 400 years that Israel was going back to the promised land, that Egypt was not his home, that Jesus had a better promise for his people. So he made sure, even in his death, that he was pointing people to God's promise. For 400 years, when is the last time in this year that you have told somebody what God has done for you? And I'm speaking to myself Maybe it's some way that he came through for you. Maybe it's a way that he fulfilled his promise. Maybe things just worked out in a way that only could have been God working in your life. Other people need to hear that our God is the one that can fulfill promises. Promises of life, promises of love, promises of freedom. He is the only way that we will get true satisfaction. We learn so many things from all these heroes. They obeyed God. They trusted in him. They leaned on him. They told others about him. And they're great examples of faith in God's promises. And we know their lives weren't perfect. They had plenty of hardships, just like we do in our lives. But they did believe in God's promise. And even through the small moments of their lives, we just see small snapshots in Hebrews They believed, and we get to see the end of the story. We get to see the fulfillment of God's promises. But for us right now, our stories are written. We still have to get to the end of our story. We're still hoping for things. We're still waiting on promises. We're in the thick of it. And where are we putting our faith? Am I putting my faith in Colby never breaking her promises again? Because she will let me down. And honestly, I will let her down multiple times. But the promise of a promotion, the promise of a new relationship, the promise of this thrill-seeking adventure that we're going to go on, they're all promises and plans that can be broken. And even if they're not broken, they're things that will never fully satisfy. But Jesus will never break his promise. He'll fulfill his promise for our life. And if we let him, he will satisfy us with the living water. He'll give us an eternal home. He'll return for us. He'll give us supernatural strength to do things we never thought we could. He'll give us a peace that passes understanding to get us through times we didn't think we could. He'll give us the only relationship that we need in our lives. So I pray for you and I that we have the faith in the better promise keeper. So let's pray. God, I thank you for all the promises you've given me. I thank you for 
all the times you've come through for me, God, and all the examples we have in the past of ways you've come through for people in the scriptures. I pray that I lean into your promises, that I trust your promises are the ones I need to trust in. And I pray for the people here today that they know you are the better promise keeper. You will never let us down. God, and I pray that we know that in our hearts, not just a head knowledge, but that we really, truly, deeply believe that, God, that you will come through for us and that you are the one we can put our faith in. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.